This program is presented by the Centers for Disease Control and Prevention. Neurocystis acosis, which is brain infection with tania selenium, larval cysts, causes substantial neurologic illness around the world. To assess the effect of neurocystis acosis in the United States, the authors reviewed hospitalization discharge data in the nationwide inpatient sample for 2003 through 2012 and found an estimated 18,584 hospitalizations for neurocystis sister psychosis and associated hospital charges totaling more than 908 million US dollars. In addition, hospitalizations and associated charges related to sister psychosis far exceeded those for malaria and were greater than those for all other neglected tropical diseases combined. Neurocystis psychosis is an increasing public health concern in the United States. Today, I'm talking with author Dr. Seth O'Neill about his article on neurocystisarchosis. Thanks for speaking with me, Dr. O'Neill. It's my pleasure, Sarah. Thanks for the invitation. Tell me, what is neurocystisarchosis and what causes it? Neurocystisarchosis is the disease that occurs when larvae of the pork tapeworm infect the human brain, forming cysts. People become infected with the larvae if they ingest eggs from the adult tapeworm, which actually lives in the human intestinal tract. These eggs are shed in feces, so the route of the transmission is through fecal-oral contamination. You mention epilepsy in your article. What are some of the other most common manifestations of neurocystisarchosis? The cysts can form anywhere within the central nervous system, so the symptoms will vary depending on the number of cysts, their location, their size, and the strength of the host immune response against them. In addition to seizures, neurocystisarcosis also commonly manifests with chronic headache, hydrocephalus encephalitis, cognitive and mental health disorders, and stroke. Is this a prevalent health concern or something that affects only a few people? What impact does it have on our health care system? Neurocystisarcosis is a relatively uncommon disease among the general population in the United States. However, it does occur with greater frequency among migrant populations from Latin America, Asia, and Africa where the parasite is common. For example, Hispanics are 35 times more likely to be hospitalized for this disease in the United States compared to non-Hispanic whites. In this study, we found that there are about 1,800 hospitalizations for neurocystisarcosis in the United States each year, resulting in about $90 million in hospital charges. The number of hospitalizations and associated charges for neurocystisarcosis far exceeds those for malaria and are greater than for all of the other neglected tropical diseases combined. About 40% of the hospital charges were billed to publicly funded insurance programs, including Medicaid and Medicare. However, the impact on the healthcare system is likely much greater. Patients with neurocystisarcosis often require long-term outpatient care or may be seen frequently in the emergency department, but we were unable to capture any of these healthcare interactions in this study. You just said that the risk of hospitalization is higher among Hispanic males 20 to 44 years old. Why are they most often infected? The disease is more common among Hispanics in the United States in general because our country has strong ongoing ties to Latin America through migration and travel. It's unclear, though, why young males are predominantly infected. Uh, This pattern is seen in regions where the parasite is endemic as well. It seems that neurocystisarcosis is easily misdiagnosed. If this is the case, what does this do to the burden of medical and hospital care? 
The diagnosis of neurocystic sarcosis requires visualizing the larval cysts in the brain using either a CT scan or an MRI. These exams are expensive, and clinicians may be reluctant to order them unless the patient is acutely ill, especially if the patient does not have insurance. Many clinicians are also simply unaware of the disease, which also contributes to misdiagnosis. Because of this, we suspect that the number of cases and the burden on the healthcare system are higher than we report. Getting accurate information about the burden of neurocystic sarcosis in the United States is difficult because only six states currently require that cases are reported to public health authorities. Dr. O'Neill, how can people prevent being infected if they eat pork? Well, because transmission is through fecal-oral contamination, the best way to prevent being infected with neurocystic sarcosis is through careful hand-washing. You don't get neurocystic sarcosis directly by eating pork. So people can get this even if they don't eat pork? That's right, Sarah. Even vegetarians can become infected if they ingest the eggs. So remember to wash your hands. I've been speaking with Dr. Seth O'Neill about his article, Hospitalization Frequency and Charges for Neurocystic Sarcosis, United States, 2003 through 2012. The entire article is online in the June issue of the EID Journal at cdc.gov EID. I'm Sarah Gregory for Emerging Infectious Diseases. For the most accurate health information, visit cdc.gov or call 1-800-CDC-INFO.